Hi, friends. Welcome to Race to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. respond when a child deliberately does something like throws a block at your head draws on the couch pinches you know the brother the sibling sister that you just told them not to do yes when kids push boundaries and our limits many of us gets overwhelmed we feel annoyed terrified even up to the limit where we really want to punish our children to make them listen. And this can all be so consuming and feels hard at time. However, the punishments have been shown, research has shown that punishments are actually very counterproductive and hurtful and harmful. These yelling, spanking, shaming, and other forms of punishment actually teach us nothing to our kids. They might teach kids to obey, but out of guilt or fear, which can cause big problems like anxiety and depression down the road. And when they no longer fear us, they'll no longer have a reason to cooperate or listen. So if we don't have the tools to stay calm in these certain situations and you know, stay collected when kids test our boundaries and limits, we might also respond by begging, pleading, or bribing our children to gain their cooperation. And this can be very stressful for us as well as our kids because, you know, they're unsure of the rules that are, where the line is, or who's in charge, and they can feel unsafe and adrift without the direction that they really need so they will likely keep pushing our limits disobeying not listening ignoring us acting out until we respond with the clear limits yes we need to set clear limits in order for them to feel safe and they will likely keep pushing our limits by disobeying, not listening, ignoring us, acting out until we respond with the clear limits in order for them to feel safe. The problem is deeper here. All we look at is the behavior that's happening, but underneath the behavior, underneath the iceberg, there is this sense of need to feel safe and at ease at home. And to be honest, this yelling, threats, lectures, punishment, they all take so much of our valuable time and a whole lot of energy. They magnify the situation and can make even the minor hiccup feel like a very big deal. And this big deal energy can make kids push limits even harder because the situation is suddenly interesting and exciting and full of things to figure out. And of course, they're curious, so they will keep on pushing. The most helpful way to respond to this limit-pushing behavior is with confidence. We really need to be confident when we 
set the clear limits in front of them. So today I want to share this curious responses to hitting, kicking, biting, and scratching of our kids. So how can we raise nonviolent kids? So first of all, if this situation happened, for example, at my home, this happens um, a lot lately with my toddler. So he just, you know, he'll hit the brother or, you know, anyone. So my first response is always by setting the clear limit. So that's our limit where I just go, I can't let you hit or I won't let you hit your brother. And then I'll go into the connection mode and I'll say, will you help me keep everyone safe? Or I might go, wow, that seems so frustrating. Looks like everybody's so frustrated here. Let's just turn on some music and dance. Because in that point, I really want to connect with my child rather than punish and I, in order for me to find out what's really going on. So this just, what the connection does is it validates and acknowledges, you know, his frustration and his whatever's underneath happening in, internally for him. Then I will go into redirection mode where I'll just say it looks like, you know, if he's if he's um, kicking or hitting, then I'll say, looks like you really have so much energy going on. You can hit the couch as hard as you want. It can't get hurt. You know, it's just to just to so that I am not neglecting his needs to take the frustration out. But at the same time, I'm trying to keep everyone safe there. Or I might just say, you know, whatever it looks like. So if if it looks like that he's trying to kick someone, then I'll just say, look, you know, you can kick this ball or this chair, the, the beanbag of chair if you want, but not your brother. So it's so important to, after acknowledging and connecting with them, to redirecting them. So that's what I do. So today I am going to share three steps so I'm going to break this down on how to respond in such dangerous you know or uh, situation where your kids are throwing and hitting so the first step is about setting the clear limits the second step is about changing the physical environment to support the boundaries or the clear limits that we set and the third step is accepting and holding space for them to feel their emotions. So now let's dive deep into without taking further ado and let's look into the first step. Now, before I even do that, let me just, let me share a little example so you know what's going on. So now let's understand in a deeper way. Um, I'll share one of the sibling fights, uh, things that happen in my house, which clearly I have to use these three steps with my toddler. So let's say two brothers are playing and the little one is throwing the, you know, the toy, the blocks or the ball at brother. Now it's, you know, the older one is screaming, oh, don't hurt me. Stop it. Please don't do it. But it's not working. He's going to keep doing it. That's where I know that safety is important. So I have to step in. Now, how do I handle this situation? I can go so many ways. I can either punish him, be like, hey, stop it, don't do it, and take the stuff away from him. 
or I might just do shaming like you're so naughty hitting your older brother like that or you know I might even go into the pleading mode please stop it it's not okay to throw the toys at brother okay like that but it's not gonna work so now what can I do I would really I'll have to set clear limit where I can go I can't let you throw the ball in you know in the house or at your brother you can throw your ball in the yard if you want you can play outside if you want then I will have to go into the changing the physical environment so that my the set limit is supported where I can say it seems like you're having a tough time using this ball safely I'm going to have to put it away or it seems like you're having a tough time using these blocks safely so I'm going to have to put them away what I'm doing here I am changing the physical environment so that he follows the clear limit that we mentioned earlier and now I will go into accept mode and you know the connection mode where I will accept and hold the space for him to feel his emotions so like I would say it sounds like you're upset that I put your blocks away you are feeling frustrated and I'm right here if you need me I'm right here if you need a hug just let me know and this gives them the space to feel their emotions because at this stage they don't know how to self-regulate so it's us parents who needs to hold the space for their you know every emotions and the big feelings now let's look at some of the examples of these three um, steps so setting clear limits what does it mean let me just share more examples for example if you're if you want to clean up their room what would you say step number one setting clear limits what does it mean it means that we need to have simple specific and consistent limits for example if you want your kids to you know clean up their to uh, playroom you want to make sure that you tell them in a way where it's easy to understand and remember so instead of saying I need you to help me out today we have so much to do you want to say all the cars need to go back in their baskets or all the blocks needs to go into their tub another example that current example can be like you know if you're going to a shopping with your child right now in pandemic and you have to wear the mask so instead of saying stop acting up you have to be good in the store or you have to keep your mask in the store you can just say I need you to keep your mask on until we leave the store this way it's more specific and it's referring to the exact circumstances you know exact um, action that you want them to take another example of a clear limit can be the the bedtime routine so like for example you have a bedtime routine of reading books before going to bed and for some reason today your child is saying I want another book so instead of saying if you promise to go to bed to go to sleep right afterward we'll read one more book you rather want to try and say we always read two books before bed 
now it's time for rest. Now you're being consistent with your daily routine and you know, you're remaining um, same across the moods and context. So this gives them that that simple specific when when we give them simple specific and consistent limits it's easier for them to follow it's easier for them to understand and remember so it's easier to stick with it some of the examples for step two of changing the physical environment can be like if you're so the scenario goes like you know your kids already have cars playing and now they want to take blocks out and you want them to put something back. So instead of saying, if you don't pick up your blocks, you won't get dessert tonight, you can try and say, we can get more toys out as soon as the blocks are put away. This way, it's more, you know, like you're connecting to the current situation and not like connecting to the 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 next event, the future event that's gonna come. Now it's easier and it's just, you're changing the um, the environment uh, and connecting back to the present moment so that it's easier for them to stick with the limit that you set. Let's look at the store example. Let's say you both you're out with your child at the grocery store and your, your child is running away. In that moment, instead of punishing, so instead of saying, you ran away from me, so now you have to hold my hand, try saying, I'm going to hold your hand to keep you safe in the parking lot. This, what does is it protects rather than punishes. And so it supports the limit that you've set before. One of the guilty examples that I wanna I wanna share, and it, this happens a lot, and I've certainly done it with my um, older son, is if you don't like, so if if the child is not listening, and I've done it and I've said it, if you don't stop this moment, you're getting time out, and I'm going to count to three, one, two, you better stop now. So I used to count like, are you going to do it right now? It has to be done right now. One, two, three, like that. So it just, out of fear, the kid just, you know, gets up and does it. But it's like, you know, it's that it's a form of a uh, punishment. So instead, now what I do is I say, it looks like you're having a hard time being safe with your blocks. I'll hold on to it for now. What this does is like, you know, I'm changing the physical environment. Instead of giving him the like I'm still giving him the power but I am also looking out for the safety so it's it gives them the clear pattern to follow every time and I feel step two like changing that you know uh, physical environment to support the boundaries is very important it might sound like that it's a it's another form of punishment but it's not it's the intention behind this it's similar action but the intention changes when the intention behind punishment is like you know to make a child understand from the fear perspective that you know what you you will understand you have to suffer for what you've done but when it comes to changing the physical environment the the intention behind is to protect rather than to punish so yeah often the action can be the same but the intention behind it changes every you know it just changes everything 
And now the step three, my favorite, the connection one, because it's all about accepting and, you know, holding, accepting their feelings and holding the space for their emotions. Because expressing disappointment and frustration in response to the limit is actually normal and healthy because often a child's expression of disappointment can be a signal that they've heard us and have understood the limit they've internalized the limit that we've set and now they are griefing the loss of the blocks or the toy or whatever um, that they had to lose that they were throwing or bugging you with and you know we need to understand that it's so hard not getting what we what you want and so when you change that physical environment when you set the limit and then change the physical environment kids are likely to feel frustrated and they're likely to feel you know they're likely to get upset and it's it's their right to feel every emotion right so let them feel what they're feeling in fact the more comfortable we can get with their tears and you know upset as the natural part of the life that it is the better it will be able to set clear and consistent limits and build that emotional resilience for them so it's tough to set limits when we can't bear for a child to be upset with us for a child to cry in front of us but actually it's tougher still if we feel the need to control their behavior and their emotional response. So I feel like in this connection step, it's like us parents who make a lot more space for ourselves when we let go of the idea that, you know, we need to punish or we need to distract or we need to control our our child and, you know, out of their feelings. And this, 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 just accepting their emotions is the kindest way through the hard time and the message that kids hear and what kids need to hear during this time is that you don't always get what you want when you want but you always you know have that space to feel however you feel and when you say it sounds like you're really you're you're feeling really disappointed they feel heard and that's what we want and when you say it's okay to feel sad it's hard to not get what you want they feel validated in that moment and when you say i'm here if you need a hug they feel supported so it's just so important to hold that space for difficult feelings when a child is, you know, upset or crying or going through the hard feelings. I hope you are walking away with a concrete plan for the scenario that, you know, when you have to respond when your child is deliberately doing something that you don't want them to do or hurt someone or or it's a question of a safety. Again, you don't have to try all at once just take one step at a time and just start small enjoy the process and let's connect over correct with our kids that's it for this week's episode of race to rise be sure to sign up to our email list at risewithmetal.com 
and join us again next time for more wisdom about life, kids, and everything in between. I am Mithal Patel wishing you happy raising and rising.